Hey! This show is recommended for folks 18 and older. It contains foul language and frank depictions of sex and sexuality. Thanks for tuning in to The Broads and the Bees. Enjoy the show! Skeet, 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 motherfuckers. That's right. It's the Broads and the Bees, and we're talking about the G-Spot today. I'm Morgan Spatola. <laughs> I'm Joy Sass. Anyway, that was my good intro. I love it. I love it. That is a good intro. So, Joy, is the G-Spot real? Yes. Oh, good. Um, even though scientists are still trying to figure it out, the G-Spot is real. The G-Spot is the definitely G- real. It's definitely real. Coming up on this episode, we're going to talk about how real it is. I'm talking about squirting, and we tested a G-Spot toy. Uh, Let's get into it. There was a German doctor who found something in an autopsy that he discovered was going to be a G-spot. This is what they said, that this is the beginning, the first awakening of understanding there was a G-spot. It was a post-mortem research, so it was a dissection, and it was an 83-year-old woman, and it was described as a well-delineated sac structure in the vaginal wall, about 8 millimeters long, three millimeters thick, and four millimeters high. So it kind of sits behind the clitoris. Mm -hmm. So it's like this invisible, like little space. And I have like all these diagrams. So (laughs) I'm really going to help for our podcast. I I know, but it helps me because I've been there before. (laughs) It kind of is right where the, um, like, if you were to put... The way that it's been described when I did the research is if you were to put two fingers in and kind of do that come here motion, Mm -hmm. that sensation that you would feel in that going in as far as you can to where you kind of bump against the wall. We all know what we're talking about here. If you don't know your vagina, please let's figure this out. Stop what you're doing. Take your pants off and just come on this journey with us right now. Right now. (laughs) Right now. Please use lube. Um, But... So, and it just, it does that kind of motion and that's where you will feel it. And when I talk to clients about the G-spot, I do say, hey, it's behind your clit. That's not actually completely accurate though, because it's, it's like two to three inches inside of the vaginal canal, right? Right. So, but that is a good way to kind of imagine, I think. And I think when I tell people, oh, it's just behind your clit, they like, they're able to conceptualize a little bit better of like what that, like searching for it might feel like and where that might be. Um, but yeah, so it's it's just that part that kind of nestles in, like when you go as far back as you possibly, like when you first hit that ridge with your fingers or if someone is penetrating your vagina, that where that spot is. And that's the other thing too. It feels like a ridge or yeah. like some people say like the surface of a golf ball. Mm-hmm. I can't relate to that, but that's what they say. <laughs> no, it does. It and does. then um, yeah. I don't think mine feels like that, but that's whatever. Like, but it's like rough is the point. Like it's a little bit rough feeling instead of like smooth vaginal tissue. Right. I so. feel like it's kind of like the little, it's like the little mountain 
in the flat terrain. Yeah. Like it's it, it kind nice. of it has like a little it has like a little lift to it, and you're like, oh, that. Yeah. And if you stay with it, and I think the thing about the G spot that is really what I have found to be the really the true elusive thing is that we just keep going past it. Mm. We don't stay there because we're not supposed to stay there. Right. We're going for the clitoris because. I don't know about you or any of the listeners, but most of my orgasms f- until about two years ago were mainly clitoral orgasms. Well, it's something like 80% of so, women. Right. Very high number. Uh, orgasm. Right. With using clitoral simulation. So, yeah. Right. So, but ladies, there's or anyone, <laughs> I don't care how that's happening in your life, but there's t- 20% we're not addressing. Right. And I think it is the G spot. Yeah. It has, it says that um, it has like a kind of a sack to it, which they're not really, again, like there's, it's so, and this is current. Like what I'm reading is current research that it's still so elusive. And right. that, like, is it a sack that it, it squirts? It's not really a sack. But it is tissue that engorges with blood, blood. when you're aroused. Right. It does that. It also can press on the bladder. So the big thing that the G-spot is known for is for the female ejaculation. Mm -hmm. It's been speculated because there can be urine in that ejaculation, that it is only women like urinating because the bladder gets full, maybe because of the pressure or the angle that the penis is putting pressure on the bladder or depending on the position. We can say that if that is touch, what they have said in research that you are having, that women tend to be having stronger orgasms that are lasting longer, Mm -hmm. which... Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. No, I mean, being really honest, like I I had never had vaginal orgasms up until about um, a year ago. Uh-huh. I, I, everything was external. Like everything was a clitoral. I mean, I loved penetration and, and it felt fine, but it usually had to have some other kind of stimuli with it in order for me to have an internal orgasm. Right. But now I'm having G, and they're really G-spot orgasms because yeah. they're coming from actually nothing being stimulated on my clitoris and mm-hmm. nothing being stimulated. It's something further up. It's that hook. Like you see my hand. It's yeah. like immediately doing that hook. There's something in there and I'm actually having multiple orgasms that way. They're the most amazing orgasm <laughs> in my life. I'm glad. I think I don't care what you believe in. I think all of it that I got to live to 52 to have them. So thank you. Um, I did my research on female ejaculation, a.k.a. squirting. I'm just going to call it squirting because, as I talked about last episode, again, there's that female in there. Not all females or women have vaginas. Not all people who have vaginas are women, so it should just be called vaginal ejaculation. Whatever. I digress. We're calling it squirting. Squirting is a real thing that can happen. I know lots of people that have squirted. So what is it? So you mentioned the fluid that's getting secreted. So in my research, what I found is that what they're saying now, because, you know, there's so much research, it's all new, it's kind of underfunded, all that. Near the urethra, which is the little tube that lets the pee out, there are, on either side, are these glands called the Skeen's glands. And these glands, basically, they secrete a fluid that lubricates the urethra. So they secrete a fluid into the urethra. It's not pee. It's coming from the skein's glands. But it lubricates the urethra and it also gives it an antimicrobial quality so that there's no like bacteria living in there. While there is pee in there sometimes because like, hey, it's your urethra and the G-spot is pushing on your bladder. It's mostly that fluid from the skein's glands that's coming out that apparently doesn't have a name. So I don't know, like there's no name for that. I guess just ejaculate is what we can call it. 
So how do we squirt? It basically happens from extended pressure happening on the G-spot. So put simply, in order to squirt, you or your partner needs to stimulate the G-spot for an extended period of time. And what's happening, or what they think is happening, is that blood is engorging the tissue in the G-spot area, which then presses on your bladder and your urethra, which gives you that kind of like a feeling like you need to pee. But that like, that's the feeling you want to chase there. What it's doing is it helps angle the urethra so that the ejaculate can get expelled easier from the skein's glands. And the key here is to relax. So you're going to like, whenever you push on the G-spot, it does kind of give you that feeling like, like a little tickle, like, oh, I got to pee. Ooh, that's weird. But it's going to get really intense. And the point is to kind of relax those pelvic floor muscles and let that having to pee feeling take over and just like ride that wave. Like that's how you do it. It's also recommended to stimulate the G-spot with a toy because it can take a while. So I myself have never squirted. I've never like decided to pursue that pastime. Um, <laughs> but from folks I know that have, it's one of those things where like the first time it can take a while, but then after a while, it's like no big deal. Like you just like, that's whatevs. And Joy's nodding with a knowing look in her eye. <laughs> the last note I have about squirting is don't forget some towels because it can be anywhere from a few drops of ejaculate to like several ounces of ejaculate. And usually it's a big mess. And so put some towels down. Then just go to town on that G-spot and let the feeling take over and, you know, let it flow. Let it flow is, <laughs> is right. Um, it's it's really interesting because I, I, I mean, I've since I've known that there was conversation about a G-spot for a couple of decades now that it was there and I had really never experienced that before. And it could just be a lot of different things. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of different things. It could be just angle. It could be like that how things have shifted in my body going through menopause. Yeah. I mean, it could be. But I do think that that is one that's true. Like, I have a level of fluid that is released after that particular. One, it's a more intense orgasm. It's a very, like, kind of, like, leave your body kind of orgasm. Mm -hmm. It's not... I don't know. It's, I, it sounds really weird, but it's a more spiritual experience. It's not this very um, linear, this is happening. So, because you don't feel what is happening until it's right about to happen. Okay. For me, anyway. Uh-huh. I, I can't speak for anyone else that, like, I'm like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's very subtle. But I do think that what you said is true is that if you're concerned that you might have an accident, so therefore you want to stop that connection in order to take just. Like, who cares? Like, just see what happens. Like, right. if, if you tinkle on yourself, then you know, well, that's well, the, what you want. And the other thing, too, is, like, sex is messy, messy. anyway. There's all mm-hmm. sorts of weird fluids happening. Like, so if yeah. you're going to pee, like, just pee, whatever. There's a couple of things with the G-spot that I want to touch on that are more of, like, that emotional piece with women and sex. Mm-hmm. And I can only speak from my generation, how I was raised, and someone may have been raised in a completely different house that had a different experience. But I was raised that good girls don't, like Mm -hmm. we've talked about this before. And so this takes attention being paid to your physiology. Right. I don't think that until recently that I really 
engaged that sex was something that I was a full participant in as a woman. Okay. That like I grew up with the major part of me having sex wasn't for pleasure. It was to give someone grandchildren or someone a child. Mm -hmm. It wasn't to or become a parent myself. It wasn't for just the sake of pleasure. Mm -hmm. But I think having going through menopause now where I don't have I haven't had a cycle in about seven months. Please give me four more. (laughs) Um, And and so my sex life is changing. It's a different level of freedom. So I have time to find my G-spot now. Right. Like, I don't have, like, five-year-old children knocking on the door asking for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of people that just leave this part of their body completely unexplored. And that's... And the, that's wild. Well, I think that that's... When you said that, that hurt, like, my heart. Because I think that that's really what happens is that mm-hmm. people just leave their bodies. Yeah. Because there's no way... There's really no way that you can engage from a healthy place of a sense of sexuality about yourself and leave your body. Right. That's the last thing you want to do when it right. feels that great is to leave your body. You right. want every single cell and every sensation you feel to be alive. But yeah. But I think people are body. I think people are afraid to be vulnerable. Yeah. And to feel that. Because yeah. feeling that and being present in that moment is a radical act of vulnerability that yeah. I think people are afraid of. And I have a friend that um, her for the longest time, she was like, it's my goal. Like, I'm going to squirt. Like, this is what I need to do. And I think you might know who I'm talking about because yeah. we both know this person. And, you know, she was like, I got to do it. But, like, her problem was that she was scared. And right. she even said that. She was like, I'm afraid to do this because the feeling gets so intense that I'm afraid to be there for it. Right. And so I run away from it. Right. And so and, fi- and the the happy ending of the story is, yes, she squirted finally. Woohoo. And then she said she couldn't turn it off, which is like hilarious. Yeah. And it's all in good fun. But like for the longest time, like she even acknowledged that was that like, yeah, I get close to this and I get scared and I run away from it. And so right. like, it's one of those things where like, like being totally present in your body when all your senses are totally overwhelmed like that is like so radical and can be so terrifying that like, I just think a lot of people aren't ready to feel that vulnerability. So should we do our toy review? I kind of forgot that we had to do do that. that. (laughs) So we have a toy review and I don't know, like. This was like, Joy, are we ever going to find a toy we like? I, I, it is out there. I'm just going to um, use this as a back muscle. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's, I, I think that that's what, because it's small, that nub that it like can yeah. get in that good place. Yeah. So we reviewed the Evolved Rechargeable Power G. And I'm just going to call it the G-Spot toy. This is, it's a little wand thing that's like, I don't know, six inches long, seven inches long, and it has an egg on the end of it. That's it. It's a stick with an egg on the end of it. This is the most basic, like every company has one of these. Um, it's it's a G-Spot toy. It's the G-Spot toy. I was a little naive in choosing this toy because I was like, yeah, we'll do the G-Spot toy. Like the one that everyone does, the one, you know, and I thought that, you know, that would be a good choice. And as we're going to find out, I was a little bit wrong on that. Um, I made some assumptions about this toy. I thought that it was made from silicone. It's not. It's just like coated. It's like a coated plastic. It says it on the back of the box. I thought that it was all one piece. It has a seam on the egg, which freaks me the hell out. I hate seams. 
And that's that. So here is it. Mine's really loud. I don't know if yours mm-hmm. is loud. It's just loud. Okay. Here it is. It's got seven functions. I'm just going to cycle through them really fast. So hopefully it picked up like that weird rattling. There's like a weird rattling in here and I can shake it and I can hear something in there. <laughs> um, My first impressions is that, okay, before putting hand on it, I liked the size of that knob because I've seen knobs before where I'm like, I don't, what? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know how that was going to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I like the size of that knob. It's really kind of like a quail egg, a little bigger than a quail egg kind of shape. It's not really a chicken egg, but like smaller. Oh, you know what else I should mention about this too is that it, the egg actually curves. Yeah. It has a sharp curve right. upward if right. I'm if I'm holding it or, or downward, you know. It has a curve to it on the end. And mm-hmm. that's something that's something you want to look for in the G Spot toy because as we did mention, you know, the G Spot is up. Oh. It's inside and up. So you want a toy that has that sharp curve on mm-hmm. the end of it. Right. Um, because that's gonna help you reach it better. So right. whenever you're shopping for a G Spot toy, like just keep an eye out for that shape, and then you know it'll help with G-Spot stimulation. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, that's perfect. Yeah. Um, so I did like the knob. I thought it was a it's a decent size, but I hated that it was plastic. I, ah. I, I, I was so wanting to feel that kind of smooth, like how a lot of the Evolve toys are. Yeah, like that um, like good silicone um, feeling. Yeah, that, that silicone kind of soft, like just that soft, cuddly. I don't know. Yeah, it's not the word, but no, I, like it, it is kind of word. is. Yeah, yeah it cuddles like, your cuddles your. Yeah, robot. so I was very surprised that that did not have that. Yeah. It was just like this hard knob, but I have a thought why. But okay, so I will get to that later. But yeah, so that's where I was as far as that first impressions. So yeah, let's get into it. So design, what'd you um, say? Design, I, I scored it pretty high at first. But then as we were talking, I kind of cheated and changed it in the middle before we started recording. <laughs> because the design, yes, it, it does exactly what it's supposed to do. And the fact that it is so hard, which effects like that plays into the design there could have been a different choice especially with this company because they're so well known right i think that you do want some kind of hard pressure there a little bit but i don't have g-spot orgasms using this toy right i have them with a penis so right so yeah so that's why i scored it lower because the design kind of interfered with me being able to have an orgasm so i gave it a four on account of the seam in the middle of the egg I hate seams because seams come apart. This seam, I'm just imagining that it has trapped particles in it, which is freaking me the hell out. It's hard. Mm-hmm. And um, another thing that really pissed me off was that um, the, so like to charge it, there's like this little plastic tab on the base of it. And once I opened that tab, I have not been able to close that tab. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they got it in there and so like it just makes me mad because like now it's less waterproof you know like i can't i just can't get the tab to go back in the way that it was before i first opened it so that's low on the design score for me anyway user friendliness um i think i give it a 10 like like it's i mean it's it like it's a button down low um you're you can navigate the button with just a thumb right depending on like what your mobility is in your hands and stuff it's like really easy like it's just 
because of the leverage with the head being um, so a little heavier, right? Um, that you have a little more give with that, how you maneuver the handle, right? So we should say that the handle is long. Is that's the biggest part of the the toy handle is, is as long as my my hand, right? And then like on the top is the little knob. Yeah. Okay. Accessibility. I used it just to be very clear. I used it with the um, female condom from last week that um, we reviewed Mm -hmm. it was accessible so yes i gave it a 10 because it was accessible it wasn't very hard to put in i did have to use more lube but i also am going through menopause right so i i tend to be a little drier right now Uh or forever i don't know how that's gonna work i guess we'll see but um but so yeah so i just had to use a little more lube but it was I didn't have to work to make it do what it needed to do. Right. I also had a high score, a nine. So it's, yeah, it is easy to use once it's like in place. And it's got some hands-free action too. Mm -hmm. Like if you have strong Kegel muscles, you can just hold that there. And then you don't even have to do anything, which is pretty cool. It hurt my wrist actually. um, And I... Uh, just a bit of background on that. I broke my wrist about 10 years ago and I've had several surgeries on it since. And so it, it hurts sometimes, um, cause there's some nerve damage there. And so if I crook my wrist in a certain way for a long time, that will cause me pain. I guess I could have used my other hand now that I'm thinking about it, but I'm right-handed. So I use the hand that is hurt. So having to kind of like the way I was holding it, so this just might be on me, but the way I was holding it crooked my wrist in such a way that after a while, it kind of hurt. And then I took my hand away and discovered the hands-free option. So it's just, <laughs> it just got a nine for that. But um, otherwise, yeah, accessibility is great. Fun factor. I gave it a three because mm-hmm. um, it, it's not... Um, <sighs> it was very boring. Okay, it was, it was so boring. Yeah. It was so boring. Yeah. And having... This was the first thing that I can say that I've used a toy designed to give me G-spot stimulation where it was numb. However, mm-hmm. I had the female condom in right. at the same time. But I could feel the vibration because, mm-hmm. again, 52-year-old vagina, I need a lot of stimulation there. So I pushed right. the highest vibration. And so I felt the vibration in my vaginal walls. And it just felt like thumping mm. towards my G-spot. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like... I don't know how to describe it, but it wasn't, it wasn't good. It wasn't fun. Okay. Again. <laughs> my my fun factor was six. I didn't really have fun, um, okay. but part of that fun factor was the fact that I could do hands-free. I literally okay. was like, right. oh, <laughs> like right. that's the noise that came out of my mouth. I was like, oh, that's fun. I like the fact that like this could very much be a partner toy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's fun to me is like hand yeah. it off to the partner. You, your hands-free, partner's using it. Like yeah. it's just... That seems fun too. So that's yeah, that's, that's why fun. it kind of went up a little higher for me. But no, I personally didn't really have fun. Material. I gave it a two. Don't like any kind of material like that at all. Yeah. Um, I don't trust material like that at all. And again, this comes from a really good company. So I'm sure the material is fine. It's just it doesn't resonate with me. And I didn't give it a one. I scored it a two because it's going to be so easy to clean because of the way it is designed. Mm. I gave it a five, which is kind of high in hindsight, but I'm not going to change it now. It's not silicone. Mm -hmm. Anything that's not silicone is going to get a lower score from me. But it was, it is soft. Mm -hmm. So whatever that coating is, hold on, let me look at the box. PU coated plastic. I don't know what that is, but it feels nice. You know, that's, that's all right. Texture. Texture was one. I don't like the plasticky feel. Okay. 
Sensation quality. I actually gave Sensation a five. I really liked towards the end with it in there that there was like I found a vibration pattern that pulsated. So mm-hmm. that sensation was great. The It tends to work that vibration when I pulled it a little away from the G spot and let it just kind of vibrate around in there <laughs> it gave a cool vibration on my my vaginal walls oh cool it's kind of cool cool so i like that all right yeah. yeah i gave it a six i thought it was too buzzy okay. but anything that has that stuttery like my favorite vibration pattern ever is where it starts really low and then it goes high and it's like stuttering that mm-hmm. whole like that's my favorite and so and it has that so i like that i should have played around with it more because the whole time i was like i want this to vibrate on my g-spot and i was like and it's not doing it the way i want i could have focused on the fact like oh what else can this stimulate and i i didn't and i should have well no because you you did you did it with our last toy and i didn't so we just swapped we fair just enough <laughs> that's true um okay so versatility is the next one is yes that one? yes um i gave it i think i scored it too high because it's really not that versatile like the toy itself is not versatile right and it's not designed to be it's not designed to be so, so. I, I scored it i think giving it versatility was way too high I'll leave it as it is right now, but be more mindful. Like, is it just doing what it's supposed to do or can it do other things? Right. And I gave it a five because I was like, oh, maybe it could be a back massager. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Okay. (laughs) You know. that's true. Okay. Okay. Travel friendly. I gave it a mid-range five. I mean, it looks like a little hand massager. Yeah. Kind of. If you're not in the know, it looks like a hand massager with a little bulb on it. I give it a five, too, because it's slim Mm -hmm. um, and it's rechargeable and, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it, it could... Like, I can fit that in a lot of places, like, while trying to take it somewhere, and it, it's, it would be fine. But right. it's it's still big, you know? Cost. Okay, here's what I'm going to say. I, I gave it a 7, and I'm going to leave it at a 7. Okay. Looking at it from the lens of that, yes, I got a discount on it, but if I had not, it would be beginning to get into that not-so-cheap, cheap area. Right. But it's not a 7. It's not a 7. I'm just going to tell you that now. I scored it too high. It's it's pretty cheap, even for um, full price. It's it's not an expensive toy. So yeah, I gave it a six. So we're right there at the same. Okay. So I think the one I got retails for forty bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like a that's normal price for a toy. Yeah. I do think you can get better stuff for forty dollars. I mm-hmm. think you can get better G spot stimulation for forty dollars. It's like all right, you know. Mm-hmm. I do feel like I don't know. Like for a long time, I felt like this was a good basic toy to start with as far as g-spot stimulation goes and i think i'm changing my mind about that Mm -hmm. so i was really trying to give it the benefit of the doubt of like this is your basic g-spot and this is like the one you should start with but i don't think i feel that way anymore so my final score was a 6.2 uh what about you okay mine was a 5.4 all right so there you have it Mm mid-range i did find that without the vibration it was good g-spot stimulation oh okay. (laughs) i was just using it so maybe that's what i'll do in the future like using it not turning it on, just using it to apply pressure to the G-spot, I felt like it worked good for that. But as soon okay. as I turned the vibration on, it just kind of ruined everything for me. So um, That's good to know. So I would suggest instead two toys that are still from Evolved, but are better than this one. And those are the Rainbow G or the Buxom G. The Rainbow G and the Buxom G are actually both new. These are silicone vibrators they're both rechargeable the rainbow g actually looks really cool they look like 
your typical phallic sort of item where the the shaft is like just as thick as the rest, but then they have a curve. And so the rainbow G is pretty cool. It's blue. And then the base of it lights up in rainbow colors when you turn it on. So it's just like, just looks really sleek and chic and whatever, but it's got that signature curve right at the end. And it's made from all silicone. So it's going to be more soft, you know, more flexible a little bit. And then the Buxom G actually, it's got that, you know, typical shaft thickness, but then the the end of it is actually pretty bulbous. And so you're going to have more surface area on the G spot with that. And so I think that that would be a better situation and it's going to be softer. joy. <laughs> I understand that this week you have brought us a special G-spot sex position. You are correct. Um, this is a position that I found on a um, site um, for women's health and it is called Love on Top. Ooh, sounds mm-hmm. spicy. It is. It is, I think from the ones that we've described before, this is like an easier one to describe. Awesome. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. So basically the man or the penetrating person, mm-hmm. I will take out man, the penetrating person is laying flat on their back. The person who is going to be penetrated is straddling the person who will penetrate. So you're you're sitting a little above the thigh area. Mm-hmm. The person then leans back and puts their hands like not on the knee area because that's not safe but a little in front of the knee and leans back and so there's like a little lean back and then an arch back with the rest of the top of the body okay yeah i see so that they're able to brace their hands on the person's thighs Mm -hmm. okay cool and so why this works it is um, a position that has a triple whammy your lower back will be supported so you're getting a vaginal penetration stimulation and then it also the whammy is the Mm g-spot is being stimulated or stimulated and then also the clitoris can be stimulated as well yeah totally yeah i see that so in the picture the um top partner if that person was you know a vulva owning person they i mean i guess you have to assume that because it's a g-spot position (laughs) but yeah they're they're front is completely open for stimulation so that's kind of fun and then the um penetrating partner can like you know reach down and touch and play and then also has like a nice view of the front Mm -hmm. of the top partner which is pretty cool that's cool yeah i can totally see how that would hit the g-spot because like i feel like sometimes like when it comes to doing penetrative sex positions and like the g-spot you want it to like you need to just kind of go straight in there, it needs to be right. like a straight shot. Otherwise, like you can't really hit it. So anything yes. that puts that penetrating member in like a straight shot inside. Mm-hmm. I feel you're nodding and you understand, but I hope that like our listeners understand because I, I, think, I yeah. am I being clear? Like I'm you not sure. Tr- clear. So when you okay. say straight shot, it's not like straight back because it angles. It's like straight up. It, right. It's straight yeah. up. So it goes straight. Like it has that like. Like, say I'm holding my fingers up mm-hmm. and we are on a podcast, so mm-hmm. that makes no sense. But, but like, if I put my fingers down and then I just lift my finger up, fingers up a little bit at an angle, right. that is the straight shot. Because, so at. yeah, so like straight up instead of right. straight back. Yeah, mm-hmm. because then you're hitting the front wall of the vaginal canal, which is where exactly. the G-spot is. So, right. yeah, totally. Cool. Well, that sounds fun. Love on top. Yeah, hopefully you can go try it this week. 
blessings and intentions. How are we feeling? I'm feeling like I want to put the intention out there to embrace vulnerability. Being vulnerable with yourself enough to explore deeply. Being vulnerable with a partner to, you know, just really be a part of your sex experience with them. Being vulnerable enough to have these conversations with people, you know, and open mm-hmm. up those conversations. I think I'm really feeling vulnerability this time around. What do you think? I think that that is a beautiful, it is a beautiful place to reside because we equate, I feel like in, in our society, we equate vulner, vulnerability with weakness mm-hmm. or with fear. Mm-hmm. Like if you're vulnerable, you're fearful. If you're vulnerable, you're weak, you're at risk. Right. Well, how about like you're vulnerable just for the next possibility? You're right. Just, you just are curious. Yeah. You have vulnerability instead of afraid of it or, right. or anticipating something bad happening with it. So yeah, yeah I love that. I love that. Yeah. So uh, blessings this week to those that are ready to embrace vulnerability mm. and setting your intention this week to do something that makes you vulnerable and really feel, sit in that feeling and see what you can learn from that. Yeah. Nice. I like that. Very nice. Lovely. Thank you. So this has been it for the Broads and the Bees, our lovely G-Spot episode. Uh, we do have a Twitter that I, we haven't mentioned until this point. So if you want to follow us on Twitter and continue the conversation there, that's going to be at Broads and Bees. Uh, say hi to us there and you can get updates and we'll post links and things like that about stuff that we talk in the episodes. Uh, so yeah, thanks again for listening. I'm Morgan Spatola. I'm Joyce Sass. Still don't have a fucking sign off yet. And and and, and bye. <laughs> and bye. And bye. See you later, suckers. <laughs> Just kidding. Love you. Bye. Love you. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. What is wet, hot American moon juice? It's like taking the first sip of a fresh cup of coffee and it's way too hot and you burn your tongue. That's like asking me to describe the sound of my daughter's laughter. Urban Dictionary said that juice means street credibility, so I think I'm part of a gang. At its core, it's a lifestyle. Nowadays, most young kids just want to take Instagram photos with moon juice. I need to save my words because I need 50,000 of them. I don't even think I know 50,000 words. Yeah, I guess I should have known the start that I was in over my head. Wet Hot American Moon Juice is a National Novel Writing Month podcast. What's a National Novel Writing Month podcast, you ask? A bad idea. That's what. But with the power of friendship, even bad ideas can be really, really good. Coming late October 2019 to the Scavengers Network and a podcatcher near you. I think in this day and age, we can all use a little more moon juice in our lives, but only the wet, hot American kind. None of that knockoff European stuff.